What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 52 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Friday, July 23rd. Coming at you live once again from Waikiki, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, beautiful day today. Got to get a big island tour, um, courtesy of the Big Island Tour Company. Uh, got to see a lot, a lot of beaches, a lot of um, the famous spots uh, that uh, Waikiki and um, Honolulu as an entire island has to offer. So that was very, very cool. Um, got to, you know, take a lot of pictures, got to eat some uh, great meals, um, got to hit the Dole Whip plantation and get some, did some good uh, Dole Whip and eventually come back home or back to the hotel and uh grab on some more um you know great food uh so yeah no complaints over here uh definitely continuing to really just live it up and enjoy my time out here while i can uh, i have two full days left and then a travel day on monday where i leave um well i'll be leaving my hotel around 9 a.m um for my flight uh, and then, uh, you know, should be back home in California, uh, back at the house, uh, hopefully by um, 9, 10 o'clock. So um, definitely going to be a long travel day uh, when it comes to Monday. And going to be sad to say bye, but uh, very happy that I'll be able to come home, uh, get to see the family, get to see uh, the daughter, get to see, um, you know, the cat, uh, just get to see everybody and uh you know kind of um you know move on from vacation mode because as as fun as it is and um you know as as uh as many memories as i've been able to make over the past week it's it's definitely different it definitely hits different when you when you get to you know be home and and be with everybody you you love and uh you know you're not so far away from from everybody disassociated with everybody even though you're you know i'm in hawaii at the end of the day so of course it's it's fun and i'm never going to deny that are you kidding me if i could stay a little longer of course i would but uh at the same time it, you know sometimes it's it's uh you know it just it is what it is and you gotta you gotta move forward and uh you know it's it's what's gonna happen but definitely gonna live it up these last two days i hope you guys have all had a great week um you know it's friday Time for the weekend, time for some, um, you know, baseball, time for some, um, you know, more NFL and NBA offseason news, uh, time for, uh, you know, everything, really. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things happening right now. It's, it's the middle, I mean, not the middle of July, but it's getting towards the end of July, and um, plenty of things are opening. Um, I mean, you know, at least at least where I am. Uh, so, you know, get up, get active, whatever you want to do, I'm sure, uh, you know, it's it's ready for you and it's waiting for you. So definitely get out and get active. But let's get into some Padres news. Of course, uh, the Padres did uh, start in a way in a way stand um, coming out of the All-Star rate. They were able to take two of three against the uh, Washington Nationals, able to win the first series. Um, of this 10-game homestand, um, and they headed into Atlanta uh, looking for, um, you know, another road series win. Uh, those have been, uh, you know, 50-50 to come by this season. Um, and, of course, game one of the series, Monday's game, uh, yet again, gets postponed due to rain. Um, I have not 
I mean, I can't even think of another team that has had as worse luck when it comes to rain and getting rained out um, as the Padres have um, on the road this year, especially in the last uh, little span of road games. Um, if you did not know, uh, in the previous road uh, series, there were six games, and all six games had at least a rain delay. Uh, so this was now um, the seventh game in the last 10 that it had at least had a rain delay or had to suspend the game due to a rain delay so um the game got canceled uh it was rescheduled for wednesday as a double header so that led to um tuesday's game um and that's where we saw you darvish able to take the mound first time off of uh the il first time um since the all-star break um you know f- for those of you uh, who don't know, you Darvish was supposed to go to the All-Star game. Um, but in his start, uh, right before the All-Star break, he uh, had a pretty bad bat tightness. Um, and he uh, decided to sit it out, decided to uh, get healthy, rest, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, when it, for, um, for uh, you know, the team and also himself, um, you know, to be better off in the long run. Uh, so this was his first start uh, since coming off of that. And, I mean, relatively, it was you Darvish. I mean, uh, of course, um, you know, started off a little bit uh, rocky, especially in the second inning. Um, you know, quite a few runners on base in these first two innings. And uh, luckily, there was only one run that got scored in the second inning. Uh, but, like I said, plenty of runners that were on base in these first few innings. And, um I mean, the only time the Braves were able to really take advantage of it was in the second inning uh, where Hereda was able to um, signal to left and um, bring home Almonte. So the Braves were able to go up 1-0. But in the uh, fourth, uh, Tommy Pham um, gave the Padres the only offense that they literally had on the day, um, and that was a sacrifice fly uh, to go ahead and bring Jade Groninworth home. Um, And... Uh, and it wasn't until the bottom of the sixth inning where uh, the Braves, um, Brady, Freddie Freeman, was able to uh, break this 1-1 tie, able to homer, uh, able to, um, you know, take the lead 2-1 uh, to one and um, push uh, the Braves to a victory as the Padres were, no, like, were not able to score uh, after that uh, sacrifice fly in the top of the fourth um, from Tommy Pham. Um, like I said, you Darvish first star back, uh, unfortunately was, uh, credited with the loss in this one was able to go five and two thirds, gave up four hits, two runs, two earned, only had two Watts, uh, but only three strikeouts. Um, but of course the, excuse me, the costly Homer to Freddie Freeman and the bottom of the sixth inning was, uh, the difference maker as, uh, the Padres were not really able to get anything going offensively and, uh, the Braves, um, the Braves were able to uh, kind of take advantage of that, and uh, the Padres were not able to get to their bullpen, uh, which is currently ranked 11th in the NL, 25th in baseball. So, um, not much else to this game. Uh, it was just one of those, you know, one of those Men in Black games where you you, you uh, get that pen and and uh, get the pen that uh, you know flashes your light, so you, flashes the light in your face, so you completely forget about. Uh, what the hell just happened and you kind of move forward it was it was definitely one of those as I mean you know it happens from time to time in a 162 game schedule but uh, I mean it's always frustrating to watch always 
um, I'm sure even more frustrating to uh, be a part of and play in. So Padres uh, drop technically game two, but um, ended up being game one but due to the rain out in uh, Monday's game. Uh, so the Padres not able to take game one and uh, moved into Wednesday's doubleheader in search of two straight, in search of uh, a series win. And uh, they started off good as um, they were able to uh, take game one of the doubleheader three to two. Um, another sacrifice fly uh, got the Padres on the board to start from um, Hassan Kim. And then Fernando Tatis home run in the fifth inning. Um, where a uh, two-run home run in the fifth inning uh, put the Padres up 3 nothing. Uh, there was a little run in the bottom of the sixth inning uh, by the Braves um, as, uh, what's it called, Drew Pomerantz um, came in for uh, Chris Paddock in relief, trying to uh, end the inning um, with one runner on, but not able to um, escape uh, as he did allow uh, the one run to score. And then um, he allowed a run himself. So two runs for uh, Drew Pomeranz, one earned. Uh, and the game was now 3-2, to two, headed into the seventh inning. And, of course, in the doubleheader, uh, the seventh inning is basically the ninth. So Padres not able to capitalize with runners in second and third in their top portion of the seventh. Uh, and it led it up to uh, Mark Melanson uh, having to close out a game against his uh, former team. And that's exactly what he did as the Padres were able to beat the Braves, like I said, 3-2 in game one of the doubleheader. Uh, Mark Melanson able to get his 28th save of the season. Um, and the Tatis two-run homer definitely uh, the difference in this one as the Braves were simply not able to uh, you know, crawl back into this one or uh, really uh, put anything together offensively except for that uh, bottom of the sixth inning, like I said. And uh, fortunately for the Padres, they were able to get out of that bottom of the sixth inning, still leading, um, and put it in the hands of the Shark, put it in the hands of, um, you know, the best closer at the moment in baseball, uh, the most saves in baseball. So uh, Padres able to take game one, like I said, Fernando Tatis' home run uh, was definitely definitely the difference as this home run um, now uh, makes him one short of a 30-20 uh, season, 30 home runs, 20 stolen bases, as if that is the case, which I'm sure he will hit one more home run uh, by the end of the year. He would uh, become the ninth shortstop to record a 30-20 game. Um, of course, like I said, there's 64 I mean, not 64. There's uh, 62 games now uh, left for him to do that um, as he would. Um, he also has the potential to join Alice Rodriguez as the second shortstop with a 40 home run, 20 stolen base campaign. So um, he can become the ninth uh, shortstop to do it with one home run. But with 11 more, he would become the second shortstop to ever have a 40-20 season. So um, definitely with some elite company, definitely. Uh, still something, uh, you know, I mean, obviously a win is a win, but not the in the best fashion and, uh, you know, wanting to uh, kind of, you know, allow for some stress to be relieved. Uh, but, of course, it's Padres. It's going to be nitty. It's going to be, uh, you know, down to the wire until the very last moment. So uh, the Padres still able to get the victory and move into game two looking for, uh, a series win and um, you know it was looking good as they were able to score four runs um, in the first inning 
Uh, Hosmer able to uh, get the ball. I mean, all three games of this series, Padres started their scoring out with a sacrifice fly. Um, as Eric Hosmer was the one who did in this one. And then uh, Will Myers was able to walk with the bases loaded. Um, you know, Tim was able to come up and uh, hit a double, which allowed Jake Cronenworth and Will Myers to score. Um, and then the scoring continued in the second uh, when Jake Cronenworth was able to um, hit an RBI single. Um, and Trent Grisham was able to come around to score. But in the bottom of the second inning, uh, the... Um, the Braves actually able to uh, take advantage of the Padres not having, um, you know, I mean, of course, uh, Kinnar definitely uh, second start uh, did what he had to do. Padres um, starting pitching um, is, you know, been a little depleted uh, as of late in the past couple of weeks. And Kinnar uh, only a second start in the majors, double um, A prospect who's been uh, pitching well, 3.5 ERA this year. Um, you know, coming in second start, uh, first away start as well. Um, but the Braves able to take advantage of that only went one and two thirds, gave up one hit, um, two watts, only one strikeout, uh, but three earned runs as the Braves were able to put four on the board in this second inning. Padres still leading five to four, uh, after the second inning, and there was no scoring in innings three through five, but. In um, in the uh, right before uh, the bottom of the fifth inning uh, did start, um, the umpires uh, came onto the field and basically, um, you know, called for the rain delay, called for the tarps, and uh, the Braves' Twitter did tweet uh, multiple times that the game would restart, but then the tarps would end up getting put back on the field, so uh, the game unfortunately had to be suspended. Um, of course, um, since the Padres were the away team and they were the team that was leading in this case uh, in order for the game to have counted, uh, the bottom of the fifth inning had to have been completed. And unfortunately, uh, that was not the case, which was extremely annoying as, I mean, the Braves did not handle the weather in game one very well. Uh, they did not handle the weather very well in this game as well as the Padres um and the Braves were playing through, uh, you know, a, a light drizzle, I want to say, for uh, 30 to 45 minutes um, in both games. And um, for the umps to then call it when they understand that the game can uh, be an official game if there was literally just another half inning to be played, I, I just thought that was really stupid. Um, like I said, they were literally playing through rain, um, prior to this and then all of a sudden they decided to call it like two hours after that had even occurred and um, I mean the meteorologist for the Braves needs to be fired it, it was just honestly pretty ridiculous how they kept saying that the game was going to start and then the tarps somehow were getting back on the field so uh, the Padres not able to get a series win but not because of anything they could really control at the end of the day as the game was suspended uh, Jace Tingler said that uh, the game will most likely pick up right where it left off, five to four, bottom of the fifth inning, and it'll still be a seven, a seven inning game. So I'm assuming that'll be when the Braves do come to San Diego. They'll probably finish that game and then add another game to that day, um, or whatever the case may be. But I mean, still a 
you know, a successful trip to Atlanta. They did split the series 1-1, but uh, not really able to play out that game three. And still just the rain and the luck of the rain has just been so, so, so bad for these Padres this year. But um, I know for a fact they were all happy to see a four-game road, the last four games of this 10-game road trip being in Miami as Manny Machado, uh, Hassan Kim, Eric Hosmer, Fernando, um, even I even saw you Darvish post uh, from the hotel in Miami, um, you know, a, a perfect clear shot of the beach and the sun. Um, and, and of course, the Miami Marlins do play um, in a dome. So uh, if there was rain, uh, they could easily, you know, cover it up and uh, move on and still be able to, uh, you know, complete any game, not, not have to deal with any rain delays. So I'm sure the Padres were happy to see that, happy to see that there wouldn't be anything to uh there wouldn't be any outside uh factors uh that would you know affect the mo- uh the momentum or uh affects the um you know the way that they needed to approach the series um because at the end of the day you know it's you gotta imagine it's like you're playing you're you're hyped up you're in the game and then boom all of a sudden there's a rain delay and you gotta wait 40 45 minutes and then it's like okay are we, are we going back on are we not going back on and if you are going back on it's like boom okay like i gotta get ready again i gotta like hype myself up again uh but if not it, it kind of just uh leaves that uneasy feeling like i didn't really get to complete this i didn't really um you know you know i didn't really get to see this through so being able to see miami circles i'm sure was a um, a definitely a, a bonus as, of course, Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, both um, both Miami legends. And uh, it seems to, to be as Fernando Tatis uh, is, is popular everywhere, but definitely has been popular this series as um, it's, it's, it was nice to see before game one a bunch of love being shown to these Padres players, these Padres uh, Miami legends. Um, and and I, I'm pretty sure that's what carried uh, into the uh, 3-2 victory in game one of this series as the Padres were able to put three runs together uh, in the second inning, the fourth inning, and the fifth inning as uh, Profar able to bring home a run with the bases loaded in the second uh, due to a fielder's choice. Um, and then he was also able to hit an RBI single in the fourth uh, which allowed uh, Tommy Pham to come home and score, and then Manny Machado with a near, near three-run shot to make it five-nothing. But it ended up being a sacrifice fly and pushing the lead uh, to three-nothing. And it wasn't until the bottom of the seventh inning where the uh, Miami Marlins started kind of pushing back, um, as there was an RBI single by Panique, um, and then Marte was able to work a walk. Um, against Austin Adams and probably his worst outing of the year, uh, giving up uh, two walks, one hit by pitch, one hit, one run, one earns, uh, still a strikeout, but probably his worst outing of the year. Um, just too many ba- extra base runners, too many free passes. Of course, Austin Adams uh, leads the league uh, in, in the amount of free passes, but um, I feel like, you know, would I rather there not be a free pass? Of course, but when you're, you know, when you're still, when you've still only allowed one earned run in your past 36 innings, I'm going to be okay with you, you know, hitting somebody or I'm going to be okay with you walking one person. But uh, today, 
in uh, game one of the Miami Marlins series, uh, we were able to see what happens when um, Austin Adams truly doesn't have his control fully in lock as uh, it wasn't just one guy that he hit or wasn't just one guy that he walked. Uh, it was multiple and uh, that led to his worst outing of the year and the Marlins able to put two on the board in this bottom of the seventh inning, but uh, nobody scored for the rest of the game and the Padres, like I said, able to cruise to a game one victory, three to two, uh, able to take game one of this uh, four-game series against the Marlins um, and uh, move on into game two uh, hoping for uh, the same exact outcome and uh, the game today uh, game two uh, was honestly it was it was uh, you know started off with a bang and that was uh, of course Tommy Pham as he was extremely fired up after hitting a solo shot in the first uh, Tatis had the day off so uh, Hassan Kim got to start at shortstop, and Tommy Pham uh, moved into that two spot uh, behind Trent Grisham leading off, and he was able to hit a solo shot in the first, um, which definitely got the Padres going, and then uh, Manny Machado also able to uh, hit an RBI uh, in the first to push it to 2 nothing after the first, and then um, Grisham was able to uh, have an RBI single uh, to bring Joe Musgrove home after he hit a double uh, in the in the top of the second inning to uh, push the lead to three nothing, um, but Duvall did homer in the second uh, for the Marlins, and then um, Aguilar had an RBI double uh, which pushed the uh, score to three to two. So definitely the same type of environment as Game One. It was three to two. It wasn't the highest scoring game. It was it was uh, definitely. Uh, more on the side of a pitcher's duel, more on the side of, you know, grinding it out every at-bat, you know, trying to just get something going, trying to get somebody on base. Um, but then uh, in the Padres' case, uh, the top of the eighth happened, and uh, the the bases were loaded. There were um, there were zero outs, and Will Myers was at the bat. and I mean, there was one out as Eric Hosmer did strike out. Uh, top of the eighth inning, like I said, bases loaded. Uh, Will Myers up to about one out. He hits a ground ball to first. Uh, the first baseman throws it home. Uh, Jake Cronenworth able to beat it out, but the ball does get away from the catcher, and that brings Manny Machado, who started the play at second, all the way home. Padres able to take the lead 5-2, to two, and they never looked back as Mark Melanson in this one was actually also able to mark his 30th save of the season, and the Padres are able to take game two of this Miami series, 5-2. to two. Like I said, that top of the eighth two-run insurance inning was definitely key in this one as uh, there was there was actually an opportunity in game one to also do the same thing. Uh, in the top of the eighth inning, when the Padres were up 3-2, to two, uh, they, were all, they were able to put runners on second and third. And um, I believe it was Jake Cornworth had a double, and then I can't remember who... Um, I can't even remember what happened... Or maybe there was somebody who had a single, and then uh, after that, there was a double. So then runners were on second and third, and nobody could hit the ball. Um, and then that led to some pretty stressful bottom of the eighth, bottom of the ninth innings in game one. So in game two, for those two insurance runs to be scored in the top of the eighth, I believe that that relieved a lot of stress um, on the ball club and uh, really was able to... Um, kind of uh like i said just um 
you know, allow for everybody to kind of take a deep breath and, and realize that they, they, they had a three-run lead. It wasn't like they were working with only one run. And, of course, when you got Mark Melanson, a guy uh, who is the MLB saves leader, like I said, uh, and now it's uh, officially 30 saves on the year, his fourth season with 30 saves, and the ninth Padre uh, to ever have a 30-save season. I mean, it's pretty remarkable what that man is doing. Um, when he's given the opportunity, 30 of 34. Um, and I'm honestly, I hate that two of them um, are even considered a blown save because we're talking about the extra inning rule. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're telling me that it's a blown save when the guy literally has to start the inning with a runner on second? And that doesn't even apply to just Mark Melanson. Like, you're telling me uh, you're going to consider a blown save to any pitcher who has to come in um and i mean of course it's worse when you're only when you're only up by one and it's like one base hit one one little thing it's like that game is tied and it's automatically a blown save i I just think that's pretty stupid I, i think you know maybe if if you're up two three runs i get it uh but even then you know it's it's the team is already um you know, al- allowed a runner at second, and I, I just think that should be kind of like a neutral, like, you know, like maybe you can't even get the save, you know, maybe, uh, you know, it, it, it has to be something to balance it out, you know, I, I would understand that, but still, for those, uh, for two of the four blown saves to have come in extra innings when the Padres were only up by one, and, um, you know, a single... Uh, both times uh, prevented Mark Melanson from getting the save uh, because he was able to push. It was like he gives up a single, the game gets tied, and then nothing else happens after that. Of course, there have been two other games where Mark Melanson straight up blew the lead. I was at one of them. Uh, Of course, the Padres ended up winning the one that I went to when they played the Reds in their San Diego home opener and then uh, when they played the Reds again out of way. So... um, I understand those type of blown saves because those are just a blown save. But um, when we're talking about extra innings, we're talking about the extra inning rule. I I just think that's a little whack. Uh, But still, Mark Melanson with a uh, very good year. And, uh, I mean, he just continues to get better. And, um, I mean, with this uh, Padres win, uh, what does that that mean in terms of the division, in terms of where the Giants and – and Dodgers are at well the Giants and the Dodgers both actually lost tonight the Giants losing to the Pirates uh, and the Dodgers losing to the Rockies so now um, the Padres are officially four and a half games back uh, of the Giants for the division and only one and a half games back um, from the uh, Dodgers as like I said the um, Dodgers and the pot and the Giants both lose tonight um, both teams uh, coming off of a four-game series uh, that they had just played against each other, a four-game series that uh, the Giants were able to miraculously take three to one. I mean, game one was probably the uh, worst game of the series in terms of not competitiveness, as the Giants were able to take game one seven to two. Uh, but then game, I mean, not game two, they were able to take game one seven to two, and then going into game two. Uh, the Giants, again, able to take a 6-5 lead headed into the bottom of the ninth inning. But, um, you know, Will Smith does what he does best, and that's power, man. He's a power-hitting catcher and able to hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth inning to um, push the Dodgers to get a W, tie the series up 1-1, to 
Um, but the Giants able to win games three and four, four to two, um, and then ga- I mean able to win game three, four to two, and then game four was probably one of the craziest games I've ever watched. Uh, I've watched this season um, in terms of just like what the hell is happening. Uh, as the um, Dodgers were up three to one, headed into the top of the ninth inning, um, and Kenley uh, Jansen, who um, had previously already blown the save the night before, um, comes back into the game, and uh, the Giants able to uh, have the bases loaded. Um, I do not remember who was up to bat, but he worked a full count. And um, a Chet swing uh, was turned into a, you know, a safe call when uh, the ump looked over to the first base side. And um, after replay, I mean, this was this man went around. This man really went around and it was called a no swing um, after the appeal to first. And that literally made Dave Roberts go ballistic. Uh, that pushed the Giants to only be down a run, and it was now three to two. And then they hit a single to right. It was then three to three, and then it was five to three. And then the Dodgers were not able to score in the bottom of the ninth inning, and you know they lost the series three to one. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Kenley Jensen booed off the mound as he blew uh, a save, like I said, for the second straight night. Four runs in that top of the ninth inning. For the Giants, able to push a 5-3 victory, um, able to win the series against the Gi- against the uh, Dodgers, um, three to one, and it didn't really look like uh, you know the Dodgers learned from uh, their own mistakes as uh, the Rockies able to able to um, come back uh, from behind in Game One of the series today. Uh, from down five to one, tie it up five to five in the bottom of the seventh, and then take the lead in the top of the ninth inning by from a solo home run. Uh, but the Dodgers able to tie it up in the bottom of the ninth inning, have the bases loaded with zero outs, and then proceed to have two strikeouts and then a ground ball. So extra innings happens. And Charlie Blackman able to hit a two-run home run after uh, the runner who started on second already scored. Um, and the Rockies able to take a 9-6 lead headed into the bottom of the 10th. And the Dodgers not able to do much after that. So uh, dropping game one and, uh, I mean, I mean, just, just not good this year when it comes to uh, close games. Um, extra inning games now one in ten in extra inning games for the Dodgers this season. Um, Dave Roberts continues uh, to think that you know it's it's just baseball. Uh, it'll turn around, but um, you know when your closer Kenley Jensen, um, you know, has now blown four straight games. Uh, I mean, going into this week though, I will give him that he was twenty-one for twenty-three. Uh, in save opportunities, um, and you know that happens. You know Mark Melanson has gone through his struggles. We we see it all the time. You know it's a long, long season, and maybe it's just one of those stretches for Kenley Jensen. But the Dodgers definitely need to get that man right if if they want any chance of winning this division. I mean, 
their late game struggles, man. Four, like I said, four straight games that they've either tied or led headed into the ninth inning uh, have been lost, and that's matched their longest losing streak um, in games as such uh, since moving to L.A., um, and they've also now lost nine straight extra inning games, and that's tied for their longest streak in franchise history. So the Dodgers and the um, late-game heroics are seeming to um, just not be there as of late. And um, like I said, because of that, the Padres now only one and a half games back from them. Um, you know, one and a half games back from being in that number one position for the wild card. So they would... Uh, have a home game uh, if that were the case uh, for that one game playoff uh, if they are the if they are the uh, number one seed um, and the Padres also now four and a half games back um, from the Giants is there like I said also they also uh, dropped uh, the game to the Pirates today um, a game in which they were leading as well so both teams uh, coming off of that four game series uh, you know, facing some teams that they should be winning against and not able to get the job done. And the thing is, they got to face each other again Tuesday through Thursday of Nets tweets. So, um, you know, we'll see if they're able to figure it out, if they're able to get a few wins um, headed into uh, the, the series next week. Um, but, I mean, the Padres definitely, definitely, definitely need to take advantage of uh, these opportunities right now that are presenting themselves got to win. I, I mean, we got to sweep the Marlins, in my opinion, head into that Monday off day um, with a lot of momentum and, um, you know, ready to go uh, when it comes ready to go when it comes for uh, Tuesday and the um, what's it called and the start of uh their next homestand as i mean they have the a's they uh on tuesday and wednesday and then they have the rockies uh thursday friday saturday um and sunday and then um what's it called they'll have another off day so uh what's it called there's just plenty of time to uh to definitely push the division i want to say but also just allow themselves some cushion when it comes to the wild card spots you know i want the padres to win this division so damn bad do not get me wrong and that is always going to be the number one priority but um you know you gotta there's that there's at some point you gotta realize that just getting in is is all that matters you know i'm gonna take the padres over any squad um in a one game playoff battle uh, any day and if that's the case if that's what's gonna needed to happen in order for the Padres to advance even further then that's what's got to happen and you know stretches like this where the Padres I mean playing the Marlins uh, you know playing the, the Rockies for um, a four-game series after you know playing an A's team that's pretty decent but then they're playing the Rockies and then they're playing the Diamondbacks and then they're playing the Marlins and then they're playing the Diamondbacks and then they're playing the Rockies like this, this is a 20-game span, I feel like, where, you know, 16, 18 of those games need to be Ws. They need to be. You know, you're playing the bottom tier of the league, and you're supposed to be the San Diego Padres, a team that's very dominant, a team that has starting pitching, a team that has multiple everyday players who are all-stars. You know, it's it's got to be wins when it comes to those games, and those are the games that, you know, are going to 
come back to fucking haunt you if you don't win because you know you could be staring staring at the outside looking in if if that's the case but i believe the padres are in a great position right now able to get a win tonight when both the giants and the dodgers lose which is always 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 very fun um and you know really able to you know take advantage of uh you know these these opportunities and just keep pushing forward keep striding allow the giants and the dodgers to implode allow the giants and the dodgers uh you know to um you know keep slipping and hopefully they'll be able to uh slip far enough uh in order for the padres to really fully take advantage of this but um i mean that's all i got for today uh i mean like i said the padres are in such a good position right now uh when it comes to taking advantage of this division when it comes to exposing um, how good they are and truly, um, you know, how they can play when it comes down to, you know, who's the better team and, uh, you know, who's the, uh, you know, team, who, which team is going to be the one to, to really um, show up when it matters. And, and the Padres are in a prime position uh, to continue to do that uh, right now with, with this with this schedule. You know, I never wanted to say, you know, teams suck, but, I mean, we're talking about the Marlins, talking about the Rockies, talking about the Diamondbacks. Like, you know, these got to be wins. These got to be games that you take advantage of and you really, um, you know, just just not allow it to come back and really haunt you at the end of the season. And, um, you know, th- those are just – those are just the games that that somehow some way always creep up on you uh when you're least expecting it so um that like i said that's all i got for today i hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast i hope you guys uh had a great week have a great weekend and i will catch you very very soon thank you so much for tuning in and yeah see you soon